We are back with another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Tara Lattimore. We are uh, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, as well as Mohawk Honda and Johnstone Supply in Troy. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode than what we normally do. I think it's going to be cool. We'll see how it works out, but we're going to do a Sports with a Z and a T uh, NFL mock draft. We're going to go pick by pick. Uh, and we're going to alternate picks. We'll talk about each pick, go through it, and see come Thursday if we're right. Um, obviously, as a lot of you know, that there will be a Godzilla Media event come Thursday night for the draft up at Iron's Edge at Balsam Spa Country Club. Uh, we will be doing picks 12 through 19, Taylor. Uh, we will be on air for that. That includes the two Eagles picks. If the Eagles stay there, there's a lot of talk they're going to be trading up. So we'll see. But it's going to be an exciting night. Um, I mean, usually the Godzilla Media draft parties are uh, a thing of beauty. And I expect this one to be the same. Um, but without further ado, let's get right to it. Because uh, we have 32 picks to get through. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to try to keep this under an hour. We're going to try to be <laughs> as quick as possible. Uh, and we laugh. Some as light we... analysts. Wait, analysis, we, 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 we laugh as we say that. Um, let's start with the first overall pick, though, Taylor. Uh, that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars with the first overall pick. Um, look, there's not a surprise, and I'll, I'm going to give this one to you, but you know, they have the whole board ahead of them. Uh, there there seems to not really be that consensus. We all thought there was a consensus. Um, yeah. It has, has kind of changed lately. Some people are sticking with it. Some people are changing. But the Jaguars, reports have been they have three or four players in mind. Uh, and if you were Trent Baalke mm. and Doug Peterson uh, and you're looking at, you know, <clears throat> After ruining Sorry. the Colts season, trying to make her. <laughs> hey, but making me a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> making you a bunch of money. Um, where are the Jaguars going to go? I mean, there, there's a lot of good talent here, and I don't think they could go wrong. But they're, for the first time in a couple years, not really that consensus one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, for a while there, uh, Aiden Hutchinson looked like he would be the guy to be that number one. Um, I think a lot of people, at least a couple of months ago, had him as consensus number one pick, maybe. Um, and then in the past couple of weeks, months, it's fluctuated a bit. Um, um, so I think what I well, what I would do, what I think they should do, um, in my opinion, and I'm going to butcher his name because I'm terrible at pronouncing uh, names, uh, is the old lineman out of NC State. Oh, wow. You did it. I didn't know yeah. if you were going to do it. You yeah. did it. You pronounce his name for me because I assume you know how to pronounce it. I... Ikemekwanu out of North yeah. Carolina there State. You go. There you go. I think this should go. Listen, we've seen in the in, in the NFL, yeah, maybe you can pull off a run like the Cincinnati Bengals did where you go with a pretty beat up offensive line, not very good, and you're able to make a Super Bowl run. But that is not the norm. And I think that, you know, Many teams have shown that the best way to build a team is from the line out. So if you're not going defensive lineman, the best thing to do is offensive lineman. I know picking an offensive lineman at number one is kind of like, you know, that's scary for some people. But I mean, if this guy is, you know, who he's supposed to be, I think you got to protect Trevor Lawrence and you know, like that's the that's the bottom line. Well, and you you look at and I mean you you bring up a really good point and 
just knowing what Doug Peterson prioritizes with me, you know, being an Eagles fan, watching the Doug Peterson era, they protected the quarterback. Uh, and when you look at um, a team that had the worst record two seasons in a row, their biggest needs haven't really changed a tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence and an edge rusher. So that's where you, uh, you look at, Aiden Hutchinson as another option. Obviously. You look at Kayvon Thibodeau as an option, but Ike McQuanu is definitely, I think, the best offensive guy there. Um, you, you know, you you have Cam Robinson. You signed Brandon Sheriff to a big deal in free agency. It wouldn't be surprising to see them go defensive because they did invest heavily on the offensive line in the offseason. Uh, but like you said, Taylor. Uh, I mean, sometimes there's just simply not enough assets to protect your your franchise guy. And if Doug Pearson wants to build an impenetrable wall in front of Trevor Lawrence, uh, Iquanu is a foundational block in that barrier, which makes kind of my pick at two <laughs> pretty damn easy. Um, yep. I mean, the Michigan edge rusher to Detroit, uh, y- duh. Yeah. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. I believe he is the best overall talent in this draft. Um, that doesn't mean he's going to go number one overall. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's a shock if he doesn't go number one overall. Uh, but, but let's be clear here. I mean, the Lions have two first rounders. They have this pick and the 32nd pick. Um, Detroit finished 30th in sacks and dead last in quarterback knockdowns last season. So when you look at a guy like Aiden Hutchinson Taylor and, and who went to high school 25 minutes from Ford Field, went to Michigan, um, the top of this class is rich at offensive tackle, which is the only position really the Lions don't need. If you remember, they took Penny Sewell last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some wonder, do they go quarterback despite there being no slam dunk <laughs> prospects? And we talked about the quarterback class. Uh, a lot so far, you know, throughout the offseason, where are they going to go? I don't think it's going to be here. I, I think, I mean, this is kind of the obvious selection, if you ask me, uh, with Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. pick number two to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, uh, not much more to say on that. I mean, if he wasn't going one, he's going two, and I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Jacksonville decides that they want to go Aiden Hutchinson and bolster their defense. And I'd be fine with that. Honestly, I just think if it were me, I I focus on the offensive line, maybe more than your average person does when building an NFL team. I know a lot of people want to take flashy picks, but Mm -hmm. and and obviously defensive guys who can get to the, the quarterback and, and, are, are really important in this league as well. But um, foundationally you got to start with the offensive line. If you have nothing uh, that, that is often my go-to. Um, all right, moving yeah. on. Pick moving on. Number three, to a team that needs basically everything. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 I mean, you can't really go wrong. Uh, the Houston Texans have the third overall pick, and if you look at their team needs, it's pretty much everything. So, uh, um, you know, Taylor, uh, with that being said, who are you taking? Wow, you're getting, I just realized you're getting all the AFC South teams. I know, Col- it, which is ridiculous. Uh, pick, but... Yeah, I know they don't. But, um, um, 
Yeah, no, it's funny. I, I laughed uh, earlier because I'm using um, Pro Football Focus's Mop Track Simulator mm-hmm. to keep track of it, and, and and they have needs. They list like needs on the side and everything. Me, yeah, every position. <laughs> <laughs> they have needed everywhere. Um, but for the Texans, yeah, need everywhere. So I mean, honestly, you pick anyone at the top of this draft, and I, I'm sure it'll work for them just because they they don't have one need and nothing's gonna push them over the edge. They're gonna I mean, be picking. To. They're they're gonna be picking in the top three probably next year too i would not Mm. be surprised if they were number one um they don't have a quarterback they don't have anything so i'm gonna go with um some defensive uh help on the on the line there and i'm gonna go with trayvon walker out of georgia uh so you're on the same level as i am i was i would have done the same exact thing there taylor um this is a guy that's getting a lot of buzz that might go number one overall like, yeah, he might. If if Hutchinson doesn't go and if Aquanu doesn't go, this is the other guy that I think if he drops here, then they'd be happy to take him as best player on the board. Absolutely. And and like you said, I mean, you could go offensive tackle with Evan Neal. You could go mm-hmm. I mean, you could go so many different ways here. They could go quarterback. I mean, if they like a guy, I mean, keep in mind this is the Texans, and like we just said, they need everything. They need offensive <laughs> line, they need defensive line, they need quarterback. Um, but I, I, I look, I, I agree with you. This is a guy that if you look at what he's best at, just disrupting the backfield, and they lost to Davion Clowney and haven't really been able to replace him. Versatile frontline defender, um, a top-notch run defender with raw pass rush skills. I, I think this would be a great way to build their defense. Yeah, exactly. And so you really can't go wrong. So you take the best on the board. And I think that that's going to be their philosophy for the next couple drafts. It's like, you're not specifically looking at, oh, I, I really need this. I really need this. You need your entire team overhauled. So just take the best on the board. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that leaves me with the Jets here, Taylor. And, and this is another team like they're not the Texans bad that they don't need everything. But this is a team that kinda needs everything um but the way i look at it is they really need to surround zach wilson with a heck of a lot more talent than they provided last year and there there's a lot of talk that they could go defense they do need help um in the secondary a lot of people like about gardner here Uh, a lot of people like um, Evan Neal here to pair with Mackay Becton. I think Mackay Becton and Evan Neal are not similar, but I, I don't think it really addresses the biggest need for them. So when I'm looking at the Jets, I look at edge rusher, I look at defensive back, um, offensive tackle. Yeah, could be could be a possibility. Um, but I'm gonna go with a little bit of a stumper here. They were in on Tyreek Hill. They've been talking about being potentially in on Debo Samuel, and you you look at possibly the top wide receiver that's going to go off the board first. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out wow. of Ohio State. Yeah, I, wow. I, I know. A, a little bit of a stumper, a little bit of a stumper, but hear me out Ooh. on it because I, I really do see them needing to surround and finding out if Zach Wilson's really their guy. You cannot simply go into next year. Like, look, Elijah Moore is a nice piece. 
Corey Davis is overpaid for what Corey Davis is. You need to bring a guy that is a pure route runner. Look, Garrett Wilson is an absolute beast route runner, um, has the speed to blow the top off of an offense. You pair that with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Now you're talking surrounding your young quarterback with a lot of talent. I I always, and, and Taylor, you're, you're going to laugh at this, but I always compare young quarterback steps from year one to year two to the step Carson Wentz took year one to year two. <laughs> the difference between Carson Wentz year one and year two, you saw the potential there, but he didn't have the weapons. I mean, the Eagles top two wide receivers were George, uh, Jordan Matthews and Doriel Green Beckham. Uh, and then you turn around and bring in Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith granted different avenues um, than what you would do for the draft. And he became an advocate. You need to to figure out what you have in a franchise guy. You need to give him as many weapons as possible to figure it out. I know, um, you know, Mekhi Becton's future, if, you, you know, he had an injury plague 2021 season, I know that gives a lot of concern. Evan Neal would be a really intriguing pick. And knowing Joe Douglas, I, I, I almost wonder if, that's the way he's going to go. But I feel like because of how heavily involved they were on Tyreek Hill and their apparent interest in Debo Samuel, they definitely want to address that position. And that's why I'm going Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me coming from the jets and I, I get the need for, uh, you know, help for your quarterback, but, um, your example of like, you know, getting Carson Wentz, his help works because the rest of the team around him was already like, you know, championship ready, or at least moving in the direction of each, but no one ready. thought that no one thought that going into year two. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. But like, definitely looking back at it now, like you look at the roster and like, it was loaded. Um, from top to bottom really. And so mm -hmm. like, I, I just don't know if the jets are ready for that, but that's fine. I, I think in the long run, eventually you will need obviously weapons for Zach Wilson because the jets haven't had a, a huge lack of weapons for a long time now. You, and that you, hasn't helped their quarterback. And, and the thing is the jets have already. And I think the jets are kind of shell shocked about the Sam Darnold experience. What was the biggest thing about Sam? now Sam Darnold's not really panning out to be that very, to be very good, but what was the biggest knock? You didn't really have anything around him. So how could you evaluate somebody when you, he was throwing to Jamison Crowder as his number one ride receiver for years. It's just not enough. So I think that's why you're going to see the jets kind of trade a little bit of the offensive protection because you already have addressed that a little bit and they do have a decent offensive line already. Um, it's going to translate into some more offensive weapons. Uh, let's go to pick five, the other New York team, the New York giants and another team where it's kind of like, God, where are they going to do? They, they have needs all over the football field as well. Uh, Taylor, what are the New York giants doing at five? <clears throat> All right, so the, the Giants, I'm sticking with my theme of the day so far, and I'm going to pick a offensive lineman for the Giants. I'm going to go with Charles Cross, offensive tackle at a Mississippi State. Over um, Evan Neal. Wow. I, I think a lot of people, obviously Neal is, is, is a guy there that um, it obviously could be Neal and I could be wrong. I think they're taking offensive tackle here. Um, just that what I read from talk around the giants is that they have um they love him. yeah yeah they they, they love cross is the thing they, they put him through the ringer and they like what they saw and so that's why i think they take cross here uh just from rumor you know rumor has it but i, I do think that neil 
um, would be a great pick here too. I, I would probably take Neil. I'm just saying, I think the Giants are going to take Cross. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. But I mean, look, you look at what the Giants and offensive line definitely is one of their needs. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, but you need to clearly this team still is committed to try to figure out this whole Danny Dimes experience that is going <laughs> horrifically for them. Um, but there is, like you said, buzz surrounding the Giants across. Uh, should they draft crossover Evan Neal? I think to your point, Taylor, that's kind of the conversation to be had. Um, that's tough. That's a tough one for me. I, I think Evan Neal is by far and away. I mean, I, it's also the Giants. Let's remember. It's also the Giants. <laughs> um, teaming up with Andrew Thomas does give the Giants good bookends with, um, which should be able to help Saquon Barkley um, if he is a giant. Uh, it should help Daniel Jones with the protection that he needs to get the ball to his weapons. Who knows what happens with, you know, Tony and what, what they really do there. Um, but this is definitely a top three. I, I'll put it that. I mean, this is very heavy offensive line uh, top 15. There's going to be a lot of offensive linemen go here, yeah. uh, but I mean, cross, you can't go wrong with cross. And I definitely, do see him potentially going to the Giants uh, there at five. I, I don't know if, you know, it, it's tough, right? Because yeah. you, you look at the Giants there, they could have their selection of Aquanu, Neil, and Cross. True. And I mean, if Aquanu slips, I mean, but for but for our conversation's sake, Aquanu went number one. So, yeah, I mean, Charles- I, mean I, 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 I almost doubt my first round pick, my first pick, just because I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars will do the responsible thing, which I think is taking um, Aquanu there. But, but so I could definitely see them taking Hutchinson or or Trayvon. But and then at that point, yeah, you you have your pick and you can pick whoever you like the best or whoever you think is the best. But mm-hmm. uh, I I just think offensive line, I'm I'm solid. I think in the position, I think the Giants should address and will address. All right, so let's go round one, pick six. That's the Carolina Panthers, and this is where it starts to get interesting, right? This is where the potential of, all right, is they are they going to finally, finally reach for a quarterback? <laughs> um, they have Sam Darnold. They, uh, you know, they they st- do they believe in Sam Darnold? They shouldn't at this point. Um, this. <laughs> This is a tough one. I don't think they're going to do it here. I, I just simply think that it's tough to reason drafting a quarterback with the sixth overall pick right now. Um, this could be a trade back scenario if they do go quarterback. I think the Panthers could easily trade back and do so. But for the sake of argument here at number six, I'm going to go Evan Neal. He's the best player on the board, and they do need to protect the uh the quarterback there um they've had different starting left tackles seven different starting left tackles in the past seven seasons which is really really hard to believe carolina is consumed with its quest to find a quarterback i get that um but the team would be wise to use this draft to settle the blindside position and evan neal if he does slip there i just don't see how you could pass him up at that spot yeah um, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could use an uh, uh, upgraded offensive uh, line because, I mean, uh, bringing in 
especially this draft because I mean there's no quarterback that really jumps off the page at you it's no more it's more down to what you feel as a team as an organization after taking these guys and doing the interviews and whatnot and whatever else uh, if you really think that one of them is going to pop off um then that's on you and that's a gamble you, you you're gonna have to take but um I can't see them going quarterback here especially because they like you said, they could trade down and probably still get the quarterback they want because not many quarterback needy teams are drafting and are going to be willing to draft these guys when there's better players on the board. But I could definitely see if they pick, keep this pick that Evan Neal is there for the taking because why not? Right. I mean, at that point, I mean, look, there's a lot of good guys. Like like you said, I mean, Sauce Gardner, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, you have the quarterbacks. If they do like a quarterback, I think it would be Kenny Pickett that goes in the slot, to be honest with you. Um, Matt Rule yeah. is very familiar with him. Uh, but I, I just not at six, not this year. You can't do that. Um, that's why I went with Neil there. With that being said, Giants back on the clock. Uh, they had five and now they have seven. And uh, still plenty of talent left on the board. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So for the Giants, again, um, hmm, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. And I Mm. think that he's just going to be a playmaker that the Giants are going to need as a a reliable edge rusher um, to, to... put some pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And I think he, he kind of fell higher or lower than I think they, I don't think they're going to be expecting him to maybe be there at seven. Maybe one of these other teams, you know, um, you listen to, I mean, Thibodeau's stock has been falling and nobody knows how far it really is. I'm staring at that Garrett Wilson. And I'm like, I don't know if they're going to take Garrett Wilson. I I think they, they might take Thibodeau at four, the jets, but um, but if he's there at seven, I think the Giants jump at it. Yeah, and Tib, look, Thibodeau is a guy that at one point people thought he was going to be the number one overall pick. I mean, he has a talent. He just had a very, very rough, um, pretty rough twenty twenty one. Uh, I mean, despite all the discussion about his motor and personality still gets to the quarterback, um, extremely well, he's an ideal fit, uh, for, for a team like the giants, um, for wink Martindale system and is an immediate upgrade for defensive front that couldn't get to the quarterback at all last season. And you look at the quarterbacks within the division, Jalen hurts, mobile Dak Prescott, mobile Carson Wentz for the most part mobile um he's one of the most polarizing players in this class could be a top five pick or fall out of the top 10 altogether um that's really been the consensus on him has been you don't he's he's kind of a wild card but the talent definitely merits a top 10 pick and i fully am on board with i mean i wouldn't be as an eagles fan but i'm fully on board with the giants taking Kayvon thibodeau here at seven uh that <laughs> yeah you wouldn't don't want, want him coming after Jalen Hurts, see, but <laughs> I, I i already have to deal with you know josh sweat and you know uh or not josh sweat montez sweat uh micah parsons i, I mean the pass rushers in the uh nfc east is absolutely absurd uh, that would just add to the fire uh let's go to the falcons which i have at eight 
Uh, and this is this is a tough one because, quite honestly, they need they need kind of a little bit of everything too. I mean, they now need a quarterback. Uh, with Matt Ryan going to your beloved Colts, they need a yep. wide receiver because guess what? Calvin Ridley suspended for 2022. Uh, they need an edge rusher. They need safety. Um, their defense needs a lot of attention. Uh, and, and to be quite honest with you, I don't know if they're going, they're obviously not going to be able to address all their needs, but I, I do think that the Falcons, they need to, cause I think Calvin Ridley when eligible to return uh-huh. will, will be traded. Uh, So I am going to go back to the wide receiver pool and I don't, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of him, but I think there, this is a guy that a lot of people are starting to really like and really talk about. It's Drake London. I knew it. I knew it. It's Drake London out of USC. This kid is a beast um he he you know people want to talk about jameson williams people want to talk about chris alave obviously garrett wilson is off the board um but this is a falcons wide receiver room that is empty of legitimate nfl talent um take a second and try to name one of the receivers without looking it up kyle pitts (laughs) doesn't count um (laughs) yeah a lot of people believe london is the best receiver in this class um i i I, I, I don't know if I'm there, but it makes sense for the Falcons. Um, he'll bring legitimate playmaking threat to the passing game. Uh, he is very – people like to compare him to Mike Evans with his ability to catch the contested ball and his red zone awareness. Um, London and Pitts will make the job fun for any quarterback that comes in there, which is right now Marcus Mariota, which scares any Falcons fan. Um, But Drake London is a guy, especially if you're concerned for the future of Calvin Ridley and need somebody that's, you know, good and worthy of an NFL roster spot. um, Drake London is the guy there for me when it comes to the Falcons. Yeah, and Drake London um, on the lower side reminds you, uh, reminds me of uh, a Michael Pittman Jr., who I obviously have a soft spot for in the Colts, and he's the same kind of like big guy who can go up and and make contested catches and have that red zone awareness. And I mean, just pairing him with Kyle Pitts, that's a good, a pretty good. That's a good start. Start you know? to your offense. I mean, you definitely have the weapons for when you get the quarterback eventually, assuming that Marcus Mariota isn't the future <laughs> of of the Falcons. Um, you never know. You never know. Maybe he has a comeback. I mean, I thought he was good coming out of college, but he just kind of fell off. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that pick there. I was going to go the same way if, mm. if it had been me. Um, all right. Pick number nine. We get the Seattle Seahawks there, pal. Uh, yeah. And what do they need? Uh, a lot of everything. Uh, a, a, a lot. <laughs> kind of the same deal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, I, again, you can't go wrong here unless you reach for a quarterback here. I would not recommend that because even though they need a quarterback, um, there's just not any quarterbacks worth taking up this high um, at all, I wouldn't think, unless you're a desperate team. Um, so, with that being said, they need all sorts of things. So, I'm going to go with Ahmad Gardner, who I believe is <sighs> the best uh, cornerback. I was on hoping the he board. fell to 15. Nah, nah, I, nah, no, nah, no, 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 I know. There's, life, there's, yeah. there's not a chance in hell. But no, I, I wouldn't think that. I, I, yeah, I could see him going even earlier 
and one of the ones we picked earlier. But uh, I, yeah, if he's here, Seattle's definitely taking Mod Gardner. Yeah, this is this this is a kid that um, true definition lockdown. of a lockdown corner, and and this is a guy. You, look, you look at what the Seahawks have missed since the Legion of Boom. That that secondary has been uh, very very lack of talent should i say um he's one of the cleanest all-around prospects in this draft his height his length his speed his agility to make him a dangerous cover man um this is a kid that could very well go to the jets at four um as early as then that that's that yeah. and i would uh-huh. that that's how early this guy could go um my opinion not even close the best corner in this draft i agree with you i i mean there's not much else to be said about this selection i I think it's almost a slam dunk that ahmad gardner does not make it out of the top 10 um yeah great pick great pick by you i have no complaints there (laughs) um Let's go I would to be number surprised three. if he if he even falls that low, but um, well, like I said, I he could very well go where I where I put. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that, or the Giants could take him at one of mine. Like if they don't if they don't want to go, oh, well, I, I think they should. But I don't think I five. I don't think I could take a Mod Gardner being in the NFC East. Ugh, that would. <laughs> Really? I mean, in college, at least you can't even freaking throw to the guy. Like he is legitimately like you cannot throw anywhere near. No, him. he didn't give up a touchdown last year. Yeah, exactly. It's like you just don't look at his side of the field. If he's that good or can become at least that good. Obviously, I'm not expecting him to be that good coming out of uh, into the NFL with NFL uh, speed receivers and whatnot. But um, if he can get there, man. Yeah, you take him if you're Seattle and you run with it. Oh, absolutely. All right, that leaves me with the Jets. <laughs> you get all the Jets again. picks. <laughs> I got all the Giants. Lovely, just awesome. Um, this is a team that, like I said, still needs a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and that's where I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um. This is a team that I I almost wanted to take Kyle Hamilton here, but I decided against it. I I think he is going to slip a little further. Uh, But this is a team that really needs to build up on their pass rush. And I didn't do it, obviously, with number four. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could have reasoned it with Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, But this is a team that... You know, they they were terrible at getting to the pass rush. They need another pass rusher to pair with Carl Lawson on the defensive end. And I know this may not exactly be the biggest need, but and I could have gone Jermaine Johnson here. That's another option. Um, but I'm going to go with the best defensive player probably left on the board at this point. And that would be uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia, who a lot of people are starting to fall in love with. This guy is an athletic freak. Um, A lot of comparisons to like Fletcher Cox. Um, This is a guy that I I, kind of hoping slips to the Eagles as well, but I don't think he's going to. This guy is quietly uh, going up the draft boards. Yeah, um, I I would I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. 
It may not be where I would go with them if I were them, but obviously. Well, I had a mod gardener ready to go, and you took him from me, so that's, that's I had fair. I had that's to go fair. to Plan B. That's fair. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Washington Command Carson Wentz's new team. Okay. The Washington Commanders. I mean, the, the I, I the mean, Washington hey, football team. They might need a quarterback. No, they they truly believe that Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback, so it won't be a quarterback. Taylor, uh, I know you have a soft spot for Carson Wentz, so I will let you make the selection for his new uh, new team. All right. And going with that theme, because uh, I love Carson Wentz so much, he brought me such good fortune in the Colts. But I think that uh, if – if Washington is going to double down on um, Carson Wentz and spend the capital to get him, then you might as well get him some more weapons to go with. And I'm going to go with Jamison Williams here. Oh! Um, <laughs> Stop taking my picks. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the commanders need to give um, Carson some more weapons. They have Terry McLaurin. <laughs> yeah, that's one. And yeah. now you have two. Now you'd have two. <laughs> Listen, uh, it may not be in the <laughs> position of most need for them at all, but I, they're no, watching. That's not where I, I would have gone. But I think that they're just going to um, double down on Wentz and try to try to make something out of this offense and run with the defense they have. Obviously, they could use some more defense because we thought that their defense. I thought that the defense would be better, and it just didn't pan out last year. Um, but as it stands now, there's so many good wide receivers on the board, and, and uh, those top ones, I think. Um, they're going to want to jump on them when they get the chance. So I'm going. Oh, that hurts. That hurts so (laughs) much. Um, but this is look, Jamison Williams is probably, if not for the torn ACO, a slam dunk top 10 pick. Mm -hmm. And probably at the end of the day, when you're looking at this wide receiver draft class, probably will be the best wide receiver in this draft class. Um, a lot of people are looking at the torn ACL should not be scared by it. Big play speed, explosiveness, ideal. Um, very comparable to Tyreek Hill. Mm. Uh, th- this is a guy that, you know, I-, I think, like you said, if they really want to double down with um, getting Carson Wentz as many weapons as possible, then yeah, Jamison Williams is definitely the guy. Now, would I have gone that route? Probably not. I mean, they they need some offensive tackle help, um, defensive secondary help. But hey, if they're making that commitment to Carson Wentz, considering his limitations, um, you know, why not, right? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you, Washington. <laughs> good. Good luck to you. Um, they got to compete somehow. This is how they're gonna try. Yeah, they 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 sure can try. Um, that leaves me with the Minnesota Vikings pick at twelve, and this one to me is kind of easy. Uh, I am going to go with Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, the edge rusher. Uh, Very good, very good. Probably one of the better top three edge rusher in this draft, in my opinion. When you look at Jermaine Johnson, he's from Minnesota. uh, So that would be a nice returning to the state um, that he was born in. Broke onto the scene with a fantastic 2021 season showed at both the senior bowl and combine that he's an all around prospect. Um, this is a future need for the Vikings more than an 
immediate one, but Johnson is too good to let slip to let slip in a pass rusher group that lacks depth outside of these top four guys um, that I had just mentioned. I think Jermaine Johnson makes a lot of sense. The Vikings need the help at that position. Like I said, not immediately, but they, uh, they have the need in the future. Uh, They brought in Sedarius Smith and free agency. They have Danielle Hunter, the veteran defensive end. But I mean, when you look at Smith missed 16 games last season with a back Hunter didn't play after Halloween with a pec injury. Um, This defense needs to be rebuilt they allowed the third most yards in the nfl last season it would help to get some edge rush to put pressure on that quarterback yeah edge rushers are always good and they're they're good to have uh they're you know outside of quarterback they're one of the best you know positions to have at least if you're going to have something good um you want your edge rushing your offensive line and your quarterback to be good so that's one of the trifecta i would say to have a successful um a football team you need to be able to put pressure on the other team's quarterback that's that's how you force mistakes that's how you force turnovers that's how you change games so i'm all for it all right taylor you get them again the houston texans <laughs> at 13 good all luck right. you can really <laughs> pick anything and i'd understand again, it again again so i have the luxury of picking for them so really you can't really go wrong unless i picked something totally ridiculous i'm gonna go with kyle hamilton here um yeah you know it was about time he, he yeah. got taken by somebody, right? He's going to drop, and people are worried about his 40 times. But, I mean, let's be honest right now. Kyle Hamilton is going to be one of the best defenders in this class. Um, he's a versatile safety. And, again, Houston needs everything. So, they can't really go wrong here. So, again, you're going to take one of the best uh, defenders uh, available. Yeah, go for it. That would have them be Trayvon Walker and Kyle Hamilton, so they're going to have two of the best defenders, I think, in in this draft. So, yeah. Yeah, Kyle, when you look at a guy like Kyle Hamilton, I mean, he he really is. He's not – so Nick Casario was a part of the Patriots evaluation that took Devin McCourty way back in 2010 in the first round. Um, He – has the same type of secondary build just like Devin McCoury, and he could have a decade-plus impact for Houston's defense. Um, I, I think this is a team that really wants to build around, you know, an offense that's going to struggle, and they need to build up, beef up this defense. So when you look at, you know, 3 and 13, Trayvon Walker and Kyle Hamilton, those are two pieces that you can build around for a very, very long time when it comes to, um, you know, a, a defense that, that really has nothing right now. Um, so I, I think that's where they're going to go there. Uh, Taylor, I am going to give you 14 because the Eagles pick at 15. So without further ado, let's go right to it. The Baltimore Ravens right back at you. Uh, what are they going? I mean, look, this is a team that without a Lamar Jackson injury would have been in the playoffs. Um, this is a team that is very good. Um, they just had a lot of injuries last year. So whoever they get is going to just be further ammunition for a team that's ready to make what they expect to be a Super Bowl push, uh, which makes, you know, pick at 14. That's going to be one hell of a shot of the arm. What do they do? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like you said, they're, they're already ready to, to compete. I mean, they were racked by injuries last year. Um, positions of need. I mean, according to, you know, pro football focus, they need a, 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 a cornerback. And I'm looking at one of the best cornerbacks in this draft class, staring right at me at the, at the top of the, the list here that I have up. So I'm going with Derek Stingley Jr. for them. Yeah, and it was only a matter of time until he was picked too, right? Like yeah, this is a guy exactly. that um, some people believe could be the best corner in this class. I mean, he could be exactly. better than Sauce. Um, but a, a lot of people have a lot of questions uh, around him, and you know that's that's understandable. But at the same time, this is a guy coming out of LSU. He's seen all the tough wide receivers out there. Look, I don't think that you worry about a guy who had a poor – I mean, we do this all the time, right? We do this all the time. A guy has a poor 40 and everybody sees his stock uh, drop. Um, This is a guy that has best player available all the way into the top five if you really want to go there. Um, This is a guy that is too great to pass in a draft class that is not deep at corner. Um, and is at other positions. He was the best offensive back in the nation, Taylor, as a true freshman in 2019. Um, he has the tools to become an all-pro player, and I fully uh, I fully expect him to be gone um, rather quickly. Matt, uh, putting Stanley in that secondary with, with the Ravens, oh, yeah, that, that's going to be that's going to be lethal. And you know what? Um, I will apologize because I thought that Sauce had already been gone because he's not listed for some reason in Pro Football Focus's thing. So I assumed he already went. But yeah, he did. Uh, Seattle. Oh, he did. Yeah, we we you took him uh, nine with Seattle. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I took Ahmad Gardner nine at Seattle. That is Ahmad. They call oh, Sauce oh, 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 yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> so confused. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Stay with so, me, damn it. So, so yeah, no. So first thing, junior, I, I think it would work perfectly. And and like you said, like they're so stacked already that it's just gonna add fuel, more fuel to the fire. And they're looking to come back, bounce back, try to win that division, um, bounce out the Bengals. But we'll see. All right, that leaves my. Beloved. What you got for me? What you got? Philadelphia Eagles, and they have fifteen and eighteen right now. And you look at their needs. Um, you could really go wide receiver again if you really wanted to. Um, corner is a little bit of a question mark. Safety, uh, you could look at uh, inside linebacker, although I'm not not sure if that's where they're going to go right here. So with 15, and I've done a lot of thinking about this, and mm-hmm. I know the Eagles could go a lot of different ways with this, uh, but you got to add another wide receiver. They did not add another wide receiver in free agency. I mean, if you want to count Zach Pascal, great. Um, But you simply cannot go in an evaluation year of Jalen Hurts. Um, Pretty much what the Eagles did going into this year is they hedged themselves. They hedged themselves on the fact that they, with the trade with the Saints, got another second-round pick and gave themselves ammunition to trade up for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud next year. So this mm-hmm. is all about the evaluation of Jalen Hurts. You cannot 
build a legit evaluation on Jalen Hurts with Devontae Smith and a whole whole bunch of you know mediocre players behind him. Like, look, I like Kez Watkins as a role guy. I you know like Greg Ward as a role guy. Um, Jalen Rager is just don't even get me started. You need another wide receiver. I'm going Chris Alave out of Ohio State here at mm-hmm. 15. <clears throat> I really like Alave a lot. And between him and Garrett Wilson, it's kind of a toss-up to see which one goes first. Um, some people like Wilson more. Some people like Alave. I uh-huh. do like Garrett Wilson a little more. but I, I well, have, Yeah, you've had him going at, what, four? I, I had him going at four. <laughs> um, Alave is a guy that has blazing vertical speed. Ideal match, you know, for for a for a team that is already already going to bully you inside with Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. So you have two Blazers on the outside in Devontae Smith and Chris Olave, and that's going to cause a lot of problems. This would be the third consecutive receiver drafted in round one by the Eagles. I get that, but like I said, the big playability should make life easier for Jalen hurts in the pocket and you need to find every possible way to evaluate him. If you're truly going to get what you want out of him in terms of, is he the franchise quarterback or not? Chris Olave here for the Eagles at 15. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it would definitely bring a lot of, a lot more life to the wide receiver room. I mean, you're, you're, you're slowly building up these weapons uh, for Jalen hurts and it would make them, you know, that much better, um, an offense and, and more lethal. And if you can, if you can give Jalen all the weapons in the world and he still can't succeed, then at least, you know, that you, you can move on. And that's and right. And that's, that's my point, right? Like you, you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out now if he's the guy, because next year is the year to get a quarterback, you know, like next year is, and that's why I think the trade was made. Howie Roseman, got himself the ammunition to go out there and, you know, get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud if he feels like he has to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, totally get that. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. So let's go to 16, uh, the new Orleans saints, which, you know, this was an Eagles pick. Um, and it was traded for, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So what the states have a lot of and they have a lot of needs, you know, that this is another <laughs> yeah. team. like take your pick. Right. Yeah, that's really the question though, is like, why, like who, what do they see? Right. Who, who are not, they looking at that? Right. They're, they're willing to trade that much. And, they traded a first round pick next year. Right. And, yeah, and, and th- right. So the Eagles got their first rounder last, like let, let's, Let's put this into perspective. The Saints are not expected to be that good this year for obvious reasons. Um, and, and this is a team, you know, that traded with the Eagles, who, in my opinion, I felt that they their biggest needs were kind of similar outside of the quarterback spot. Yeah. Um, so I was really confused as to why they traded up for – and I'm not going to tell you who to pick – but it has to be a quarterback. They have to be yeah. eyeing a quarterback. Yeah, and that, that's exactly where I was going. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to lead me into it, but y- you you definitely did. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going Malik Willis here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what they did because it doesn't make sense to trade up unless you're trying to get that quarterback that you believe is going to be the guy 
Um, I mean, trading up, obviously, if there's someone you really, really, really want, but like, I just don't, it doesn't make sense unless it's a big splash, like a quarterback that, that might be your guy of the future. And I think Malik Willis is, he is raw, of course. Um, but, and I don't think he's, he's not going to be, I don't think a guy who's going to come in and start right away, or at least maybe he can, because there's not many people in the room, um, in new Orleans, but, um, yeah, I think it's a guy that you want to, if they're going to get him, they're going to get him now and hopefully they can develop him, uh, for their sake and, and, and have him down the line in the next couple of years. And, you know, depending on how they do this year, they might be looking at another top pick that they could potentially spending the quarterback if you're going to spend your top picks on the quarterback you can do that and that's fine until you find the guy because quarterback is still the most important position in all of sports but mm-hmm. um but yeah so right here I'm, I'm going malik willis they're going to try it they're going to try to find their their quarterback and, and here's the thing with me with the saints like and, and i agree and it's just kind of a follow-up like you didn't make this trade and kind of give up on the future for like <laughs> Trevor Penning or Traylon Burks like you you didn't make this trade to do that um you know you have a bridge quarterback in J in Jameis Winston um Andy Dalton sure as hell ain't you know anything more than what Jameis Winston could be so the fact of the matter is you need an answer at the quarterback spot um I, I mean all the top wide receivers are gone I <laughs> I just don't see really any other way that they they go why why make this move if it's not for a quarterback because then it would just be in my opinion malpractice well because i mean you don't know who's gonna be there because you know you're 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 16 picks in so like mid-draft if you saw a guy like i don't know like like cave thibodeau if he doesn't go at seven and he starts to fall or or whoever um starts to fall and you see them falling and you're like oh i could probably sneak up in there and and grab them right like Mm -hmm. that makes more sense this is premeditated you don't know what everyone's gonna pick but you know who you want and you know who you want to get before teams like maybe the pittsburgh steelers who also need a quarterback and pick at 20 at pick at 20 bingo you need to move up to pick the quarterback before that team that needs a quarterback picks and it's the only thing that makes sense in my eyes yeah, because well, and you look at it coming up. I mean, the Chargers at seventeen, they're not going to draft a quarterback. No, Eagles sad. at eight, <laughs> Eagles at eighteen, they're not going to draft a quarterback. No. Um, and then it's the Saints, Saints again, again at nineteen to so, guarantee that you go before, you know, Pittsburgh. Maybe, Pittsburgh, so who needs a quarterback. So uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it it makes sense. Uh, definitely makes sense. And because the Eagles pick at eighteen, I'm going to give you seventeen with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, a nut look, a team that is really on the up and up, right? I mean, this is a Chargers team that's really pushing the Chiefs for uh, that division at this point, and, and I think are going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with here in the coming years. Uh, but with that being said, who do you have the Chargers taking here? <clears throat> All right. Um, so the Chargers need a couple things, but um, one of the things that they Definitely. Well, they need a wide receiver because uh, Mike Williams left. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a wide receiver here. If one of them were to fall, the next one, you know, on the list that's up there that uh, obviously has been falling as of late is uh, Pickens. Um, he's still on the board there, and he's a guy who, I mean, I, he looks good on paper. 
Um, but uh, from what I've seen, uh, a lot of teams seem to not like his uh, maturity level, like in interviews and stuff. So I think that he's definitely going to keep falling. I don't have um, Los Angeles Chargers taking him. I have them taking uh, a cornerback, Trent McDuffie, at a Washington. Mm. Yeah, I I kind of agree on that as well. Um, when you look at the Chargers, they could still use the depth at quarter cornerback. Um, they like look they 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 signed JC Jackson that's a huge hole uh but they 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 really need to build up that i mean they have Asante Samuel Jr as well but they they still need another guy there i do like McDuffie at this spot i, I think that that is a good fit we're we're starting to get to the spot where you don't really know like this second half of the draft could really go either way the guys that are going at, gone. at, at 25 to 32 could really be um, going much earlier or not even at all. Uh, yeah. When you're looking at pick 17, it starts to become a little bit of a track, uh, a crapshoot here. Um, McDuffie, when you look at him, doesn't have the elite arm length that you look in a corner, but he has, he's tough at the line of scrimmage has quick under, you know, he's quick on underneath routes. Um, I think that would be a good fit there for the chargers trent mcduffie the corner out of washington that leaves me with the eagles pick at 18 taylor and uh you know they look they went with their wide receiver but they really need to address some of this defense and i i was wondering if they were going to go corner but with all the top corners gone a lot of the good edge rushers off the board, uh, a very popular pick for the Eagles. And I would be very excited if this happened would be Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Uh, this is a team that hasn't draft a linebacker in the first round since I, I, I don't, God knows when, I mean, it's been years Taylor since Devin Lloyd uh, or since a linebacker has gone to the Eagles and you look at the Eagles right now and this is a team that uh you know they brought in Hassan Reddick who's more of a pass rusher than a linebacker uh they they really need to address the middle of that room it just makes sense and I thought about N'Kobe Dean uh but I think between the two Devin Lloyd has been the from what it sounds like the more polished um, prospect proven playmaker at Utah three down ability. Um, and the Eagles desperately need that in the middle of the field. They need a true signal caller that they can build around. Uh, Devin Lloyd is a guy that Eagles fans would be ecstatic if he became an Eagle. So, I, I mean, when I look at the Eagles right now, looking at 15 and 18, you get Chris Olave and Devin Lloyd. I'm all for it. I am all for it. I mean, I think that that would be a a good draft for the Eagles. I, I, I especially getting. I mean, Chris Olave. I mean, I I like him as a as a receiver, and so you know you're getting more weapons, and that's something obviously you've been lacking. And, and it would it would be the right pick, I think, as opposed to like the, oh, the yeah. wide receivers you've gotten in the past that have been the wrong pick. Um, pairing him with uh, Devonta Smith is scary. Um, and then Devin Lloyd, sure. Sure. That works for me. Works for the Eagles. 
Why works not? for the Eagles, works for us, and you're going to be on air with me during these picks, so you better hope the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Well, maybe you'll get lucky and someone else drops down and you can snag someone you like. You know what my gut says, though? The Eagles are going to trade up. The Eagles are going to trade up. up. And there's been a lot of talk that that's how he's been working the phones. And, you know, you listen to Ian Rappaport, and we obviously are recording on Tuesdays. uh, But Tuesday afternoon, Ian Rappaport uh, came out and said that the Eagles have been the most aggressive in trying to trade up, I'm telling you, I think they want one of these elite guys, whether it be a mod Gardner at corner, mm-hmm. whether it be uh Jamison Williams at wide receiver, if they feel like he's not going to fall, um, whether it be a guy like, I don't know, Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. Evan Neal at offensive tackle, um, if they're really worried about Brandon Brooks's spot, they can move Evan Neal inside. There's a lot of way the ways the Eagles would go. I don't think they should really worry about the offensive line as much. I think they need to get a weapon. I think this is all about, and I've heard that they are enamored with Jamison Williams. Obviously, I couldn't take him at 15, but yeah. apparently they love him. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but with that being said, and we do have – couple more picks to go we're at 19 uh taylor congratulations you get the saints again <laughs> aren't i so lucky um yeah I, I, well going back to what you just said i, I wouldn't be surprised jameson williams falls to uh to you even at just 15 oh i would love it i would love it because there's no guarantee that the the washington commanders are gonna go with a weapon, <laughs> weapons for carson wentz as opposed to all the other needs that they have especially on the offensive line. Um, speaking of offensive line, uh, the Saints do need help on the offensive line, um, but I don't think they go here. I think that they feel like they can pick it maybe in the, the second or third round and still pick up offensive uh, tackles that they need uh, to fill roles. I think they're going to go with Devontae Wyatt, uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia. Uh, okay. I, just, I think he's a good, solid pick here. And um, I think, I mean, you know, the Saints they could use some talent all over the field. Um, they really need a, a rebuild and he would help their, uh, their, their front seven be even more um, fearsome than it is with, with the guys that they have a Cameron Jordan and what else, whatever else. So I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going Devonte Wyatt. I mean, Georgia, when you look at Georgia, they legitimately have at least three, draft prospects at every level of their defense mm-hmm. um like jordan davis trayvon walker and Devonte wyatt um he doesn't get he's like not he's not the sexy name out of the three um but he has about as good amount of upside um in his own right as the others he's I mean, one of the quite, two best defensive uh like tackles probably in this draft class one of the top one of the top defensive prospects absolutely in in this uh in this class and when you look at what the saints need like you said it's a lot um so that that's going to be something to keep in mind uh when it comes and to I think just pairing him with like with cam jordan him on the inside cam jordan on the outside it, it just makes sense and i think it just makes that front seven even uh like it, at least a very strong uh part of the saints defense that they can build around all right pittsburgh steelers at pick 20 and they need a quarterback i mean yeah Yeah. i i I, it's not a secret 
So I, I think when it becomes between this, and I wonder, do the Saints and the Steelers want the same guy? And that's why the Saints traded up. Um, or the Saints don't <laughs> want to worry about it. Or the 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 Saint or the Pittsburgh made them think that they thought that they mm-hmm. were taking their guy just to make them spend capital to move up, mm-hmm. but obviously they're not even interested in the same guy. It's all mind games and stuff. Like it's that. all That's mind games, and uh, I'm gonna go with Kenny Pickett. I'm yep. going Kenny Pickett with the. I, I mean, if you look at the top two quarterbacks in one way, one way or the other. Uh, it's, it's Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, but Kenny Pickett back at Heinz field in Pittsburgh after graduating from yeah. Pitt. I mean, can't, don't, don't they just add up a little too much for you? Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think this is the obvious pick. And you, when you look at Kenny Pickett, um, look, none of these quarterbacks do I feel that great about? Um, but he's probably the most experienced passer in the draft class. Played 39 collegiate games between 2017-2020. Was a Heisman finalist last year. Won the ACC for Pitt. Um, he he's very mobile, and I think you know this is a guy that you know Trubisky's going to be your bridge gap. But you look at what the Steelers need, and they need a franchise quarterback for years. I mean, if you want to say Ben Roethlisberger was their franchise quarterback the past couple of years, be my guess, but he was terrible. Um, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett just just it it all adds up a little too perfectly for me to not take him here. Yeah, and uh, I I would agree with that. Um, I he's exactly who I would have picked um, if I had been in yours. And so that being said, it it seems weird that the Saints moved up if Kenny Pickett was you know is the guy for pittsburgh all along but maybe i guess they they like willis more and if he was there they take him but if not they're happy with Pickett. um but who knows maybe we're all wrong and the saints just moved up for the shit of it and they're they're not even gonna pick a quarterback um, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah i would, would not be surprised either. all right the uh new england patriots are, uh, are on the Almost there. We're Patriot. at an hour. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the New England Patriots are on the clock at twenty-one <laughs> for you. Uh, this is a team that you know has a lot of needs outside the quarterback position. Uh, a team that made the playoffs, but a team that that needs to kind of get younger in some other spots. So I'm interested to see where you go here. Um, yeah, I mean, they need a lot of things. They need a wide receiver, obviously, but do I think that they're going to take a wide receiver? No, because obviously they would never take a wide receiver in the first round. It's the Patriots. Um, so I'm going to think that they're going to go, um, a really boring pick and I'm going to go Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle of central Michigan. Um, I just think that he's a solid player. He may not be ready to go right away, but eventually he will grow into it. And I think he's just like a Bill Belichick kind of guy. And then then they're just going to go a boring offensive lineman where they could take, you know, a wide receiver and help. I'm definitely, I'm definitely surprised that you took him over the likes of like a Trevor Penning. I thought about Uh, it, but, but, I mean, he has solid flexibility and balance, can easily, you know, flip multiple positions on the offensive line. He's explosive. He's a good run blocker. He's mobile. Um, and 
if you know you're a part of a Patriots offense, you need to be good at run blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, great athleticism covers a lot of ground. He's not elite, but he compensates and, and he figures it out. And that, like you said, isn't that a Bill Belichick type player? Or is that not a Bill Belichick type player? So hey, yeah. I mean, I, I can't knock it. I'm not going to knock it, and we're going to move on. Uh, the Green Bay Packers at 22. Um, if you haven't noticed, or you know, maybe you did, uh, they, they lost a wide receiver. That they did. They, they lost a wide receiver, and um, he was kind of good. <laughs> maybe maybe okay, I guess. Um, they lost Avante Adams, and Aaron Rodgers is still there. Uh, this is a team that is banking on Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, that that's not that's not great. Um, that's not great. If, no, Marquez Valdez Scantling's in Kansas City, uh, so it'd be Alan. Yeah, he's Lazard. not even. Yeah. It's Alan Lazard and a whole bunch of shit. Um, so when I look at the Green Bay Packers, it's kind of obvious where they're going to go. It's the wide receiver position. Um, and I'm not going Traylon Burks. I'm not going Traylon Burks. I'm going Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Uh, if you have been paying attention to the to you know this wide receiver group. Jahan Dotson's not getting enough love, and it's driving me nuts because he was unbelievable at Penn State. Um, when the ball comes his way, he has near elite body control and the ability to just absolutely snag these balls out of the air. Just pull up his highlight reel. It's unbelievable. S- extremely adaptable, which is something you need when you're a quarterback for Aaron Rodgers is to keep plays alive. You need wide receivers that can adapt when plays break down and he can use his focus to all and passes under contact. Um, He's a lighter side of frame, but his hands and focus um, just outweigh the negatives for him. Exceptional route runner. Um, Execution is flawless and he knows how to attack defender leverage. This is a guy that I think would fit beautifully with Aaron Rodgers, and that is why I am taking Jahan Dotson. Um, fair. Not where I would have gone, but you know, I, I definitely would have gone wide receiver. Um, you had taken Burks, and I completely understand it. That's fair. Yep. Um, yeah, but we, I think we agree that they definitely need a wide receiver. I mean, they got rid of the best wide receiver in football, and they still have you know the guy who's making a butt ton of money and has no one to throw to at this point, <laughs> and. You know, as we've seen, he definitely needs a, a a trusted wide receiver. Whether he can rely on a rookie or not, we'll we'll see. But uh, if if what you say is true about your boy, then um, that'll be great for Aaron Rodgers. Just fantastic. Moving on. Arizona Cardinals at pick twenty three. Okay, um, so this one might surprise you. Um, I think that this guy has enough talent that he warrants a first round pick even though he is currently injured because he was injured like at his pro day. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going David Ojabo to, to, for the Arizona to take him. I think he's going to be very good. Like I, I think if, if he can get over this Achilles injury, which he will, um, uh, it's not, it may not be this year, maybe towards the end, if they're lucky, maybe if they make the playoffs, he can come back. Um, but even if you have to throw away his whole uh, just redshirt him for a year, I think he's worth it. 
and he will do wonders for the team later on and they need um rushing so edge rushing so i i definitely think that they're gonna go jabo here it may be a bit early um but i trust that he's good enough that they'll take him yeah he he, he he's a high level freak athlete um but uh, obviously the injury is going to have him fall likely out of the first round, but a team like Arizona could, you know, it could, could surprise people like you said, and, and go ahead and take them. Um, yeah. It's a surprise pick. The, 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 the talent and you know, they're going to happen, right? I mean, yeah, you just exactly. know they're going to happen. So the talent is there. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's go to the Dallas Cowboys at pick 24. Uh-huh. And of course I have to pick the Dallas. <laughs> they don't pick. They're not allowed. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, look, the, the Cowboys have a lot of needs. Offensive line, edge rusher, safety. All of a sudden wide receiver could be back in the mix for them as well. Uh, you, you look at what the Cowboys do and they pr- typically don't always address the needs. Um, that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it wrong, but we've all seen it happen. We all see what they do and it's never usually the right thing. Um, man, this is tough. I'm going to go because he's the best available. I'm going to go Trevor Penning. Um, and you can move him inside. Uh, so don't think because he's an offensive listed as an offensive tackle that he is going to be. Uh, one of those guys that is going to stay there. Powerful, powerful blocker. Um, can dominate on the inside as well as outside. Great upper body strength. Um, good straight line burst. Moving to the second level. He's definitely a guy that I think you're going to see as a guard being pulled out like on screen plays and things of that nature. And you look mm-hmm. at the Cowboys and, and what they need and you look at what they like to do with the guys like Tony Pollard. Um, I, I feel like he could make a lot of sense there, especially when they have to uh, build up that offensive line again that quickly got old and was not very good last year. Uh, Trevor Penning, 24, which I don't think Penning's going to be available at 24. So this is technically really, in my opinion, a, quite the steal for the Cowboys. That's yeah, that's fair. Um and it would be good for the Cowboys to get, you know, a reliable uh, tackle that they can hopefully have and, you know, let him uh, not be injured half the time because, you know, the Cowboys on their, their offensive line are always injury ridden and it, it affects Zeke. It affects their running game, their passing game. It affects uh, Dak. So, yeah, you, you need to protect the quarterback. And I agree. I don't know if Penning will be there, um, but if he did, then I'm sure they'll jump on it. Pick 25. You get Bills Mafia, Taylor. The <laughs> Buffalo Bills. What are they doing? Okay, so the Bills, I mean, the Bills are a good team, as is. They don't really need a whole lot of help. Um, so I'm just going to pick them some um, offensive line uh, depth, and I'm going to go with Zion Johnson out of Boston yeah. College. Yeah, I, I like Zion Johnson a lot. Um this is a guy two years experience in a triple option offense, um, which I think bodes well for what the bills do with Josh Allen's mobility, mm-hmm. an offensive lineman that can get up to the second level is aware that the quarterback is mobile. Um, 
the strengths really here help him excel at the next level, understanding, uh, um, you know, that plays can break down and that you have to reassert yourself at the next levels of the football field, uh, I, I think is really going to help him here. He has been used as a pulling guard, owns the speed to get out to the second level. Like I mentioned, um, Boston College, he's used to playing in the cold weather. Uh, this is a good pick here, Taylor. I, I kind of agree with it. I, I think Zaya Johnson would be a great fit here in Buffalo. Yeah. And, I, you know, maybe he doesn't start right away, but even if he can work into the rotation at some point and maybe start at some point and a spot start here and there, I think it's going to be great for the a team though. Like, let's be honest, they don't need a whole lot. They are competing for Super Bowls at this point. They are, they are that good of a team. And, you know, barring different off or uh, overtime rules, uh, they might have been, you know, playing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, uh, absolutely. Uh, so we look at the Titans, right? And this is a Titans team that you know. Yeah, did you get the other uh, AFC South team? Yeah. Oh, the, 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 look at you! I got stuck with one of them. Um, this is a team that, in my opinion, you know, they're they're still gonna build themselves around the running game, right? They're still going to build themselves around Derrick Henry and what they like to do. And uh, that's where Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M comes to play. Uh, this is a team that does need to build up that offensive line a little bit, especially on the right side. Now, I don't know if, you know, guy like Green is going to be moved to the outside, but hear me out on this. This is a guy that... <clears throat> he has excellent stance. He's a bully inside um, and can really plow the way for explosive runs. He explodes. Um, he's very violent. He's strong. He has a good uh, initial push off uh, the, the line of scrimmage. And, you know, at 6'3", 323, why not add a little more weight coming at you when you have Derrick Henry coming down the pipe uh, for future linebackers to attempt to tackle and fail at? I feel like Kenyon Green makes a lot of sense here at pick 26. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, I don't like the Titans, and I don't want them to get good. I want them to get worse, so I hope they – Botch this pick royally, but um, yeah, I'm there for it. <laughs> You're like me with the Cowboys when it comes to the Titans. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That is exactly how I how I feel. Um, yeah. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 27. Uh, you know, at one point. Uh, the thought was that it was going to be a quarterback. <laughs> it is yeah. not going. It is not going to be a quarterback. Um, <laughs> this is going to be uh an interesting selection here, Taylor. What they do. Um, some people wonder <laughs> is it going to be a quarterback. Is it going to be? I and and I I don't I don't personally think it will be. But some people wonder, is this going to be a quarterback to kind of sit behind Brady a la Jimmy Garoppolo and learn and take the reins when it's time that he eventually does say, I'm done, which who knows when it's going to be at this point. 
Who did you just pick? I didn't write it down or fill it in. I gotta. I took Kenya Green, the guard out of Texas A and M. Which I think uh, would have been a great pick for the Bucks too. Uh, if if he had fallen there, right. uh, I would have picked him because you know Aldi Marpet just retired and he was one of their uh, their interior uh, offensive linemen. And so I I would have probably picked uh, Kenyon Green there. I don't think they're gonna go quarterback because I mean I as you know you don't know how long Tom Brady's gonna last, but um, right you know. I think at this point you run with it as is and just hope for the best and figure it out later. I think that's a can you, you, you just kick down the road a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to go with them taking um, a center to, since they didn't get Kenyon green to bolster their uh, interior offensive line. I'm going with Tyler uh, Linderbaum from Iowa. See, and that's interesting because they have, that's interesting that you did that. <laughs> Because they already have Ryan Jensen that came mm-hmm. back. Um, but, I mean, who knows how long he's going to be there. So, yeah. um, he's and by far. And, and and if you could, I mean, you know, he is, Linderbaum is, is really good. And yeah. so, uh, if you could convince one of them or get one of them to move even to guard, even if they could do that, then you, you have, you know, much more depth that you can work with. And I could definitely see a Linderbaum taking that, that starting spot at some point anyway. Yeah. I, I think Linderbaum would be hard pressed to be there at 27 for the Buccaneers to take him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of other teams, including the Eagles that could take him yeah. um, because Jason Kelsey's no spring chicken and he'll probably be done. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles take him. Um, Actually, that would be a pretty smart move for the Eagles. Right. It would so, one of their picks, but. Yeah. So I, I mean, who's to say that Linderbaum will be there? Uh, but I, I can't argue with He's it. He's there in um, this mock draft. I'm taking him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so let's go 28 with the Green Bay Packers. Packers are on the clock once again. Uh, they took Jahan Dotson at wide receiver with tw- at 22 out of Penn State. And now when I look at 28, um, look, th- this is a team that does have a lot of needs and I almost wonder if they're going to double dip Taylor. I almost wonder if they're going really? to dip, double dip because I, I mean, this is a team that, you know, they, they have a good defense. They have a good offensive line, but it's the weapons, right? I mean, it's the weapons for Aaron Rodgers that you're concerned about. And if he doesn't have people to throw him the ball, um, I'm not so sure that it's really going to make much of a difference, right? Uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and wide receiver. Did I say wide receiver <laughs> enough times? Devontae Adams to the Ravers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling to the Chiefs. The only receivers on this roster are Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, Jawan Winfrey, and Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Randall Cobb is a wide receiver one right now, Taylor. <laughs> um, yeah, excuse me as I go and double dip. I'm taking Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Uh, um, uh, look, this is a team. Look, you cannot have Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard and Randall freaking Cobb as your top two options. You can't do it. it, it John Dotson <laughs> is not going to be enough. Uh, you very rarely see a team do this and double double dip at one position especially in the first round but yeah. look you have to do it and if it's not for Aaron Rodgers' sake 
for Jordan Love's sake, for crying out loud, when the time eventually comes that he <laughs> takes over, he's got you gotta give him options. Uh so yeah, I mean Traylon Burks is has amazing uh, you know, he is the walking contradiction to the statement size, doesn't matter. He's 6'3, 225 pounds. He owns the physicality of a traditional big bodied playmaker. Um basketball reference by the way uh mm-hmm. this is a guy taylor that I, I mean if you're looking for that big body to replace Devonte adams <laughs> he, he's it yeah yeah that, that's, that's, <coughs> that's very true and i was gonna take him next if you hadn't taken him uh with that that pick there because you know who also needs a wide receiver who lost their number one uh, wide receiver this season? the kansas city the chiefs season? that pick back to back 29 and 30 Yep, that'd be the one. The Kansas City Chiefs who picked back-to-back, who just lost their starting wide receiver, their star guy, Tyreek Hill, obviously, now with the Miami Dolphins. It's just so weird to say. Um, But nothing lasts forever. Patrick Mahomes, he needs someone new to throw to. I mean, he obviously has some weapons there, um, but you would like to add that, um, especially in a deep class like this. So I'm going to go with... Jordan Pickens, this is how far he falls. Um, event and and Kansas City will take him. Um, you know, maturity and all that aside, um, he's a very skilled guy. He's quick and he he will be able to create separation. And if they can just reel him in with whatever issues he has, I don't feel like it's like a huge thing. It just seems like during the draft process, he's kind of fallen a little bit farther than mm-hmm. uh, th- than people thought. Maybe he was originally going to go. Um, up at the upper echelon of this wide receiver, uh, yeah, class. he's not but, in many first round mocks. And, yeah, you know, a lot of people are soured on the way he's handled himself, whether it be true or not. I, I mean, we don't know, we'll find we, out yeah, though, exactly. So, but, uh, but I'm gonna take a flyer on him with the Kansas City Chiefs because if he is as good as he could be, um, and they get over his, his character issues, I mean, he's a wide receiver, it's not as he's the quarterback, it's like you know. We've I mean, had at one point, Tyreek Hill was a little bit of a high head too. Exactly. Odell Beckham, same thing. And yet still, like, they can be productive on different teams um, or certain teams. So I, I think they take George Pickens with that first of their double pick. And who are you going to take on the back end of the double pick? Uh, I am going to take the cor- – uh, I'm going to take a corner, Taylor, and I'm going to take Andrew Booth yep, out of Clemson. That's what uh, I would, literally would have done. I was thinking about what, if I had the double. I was like Pickens yeah. and then Booth. Yeah, I think w- the Chiefs need a lot, um, and Booth possesses the size to play corner in the NFL at 6-0. He won't be the tallest in the class, but by no means will he be the smallest. Um, he has exceptional length, which is far more critical right now. And at the next level, uh, he's demonstrated that he could put that length to good use. Um, has a lot. He's a playmaker. Makes phenomenal interceptions and pass breaks up, breakups. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you look at the significant drop-off uh, from really sauce and then Derek Stingley this is the next best guy Andrew Booth out of Clemson and he's faced a lot of good wide receivers coming out of the ACC as well uh so I'm going with it Andrew Booth at corner which leaves the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals for you Taylor before we the last two picks we're almost there you get the you know you're fighting Joe Burrows um (laughs) you know a team that really made 
a Cinderella run to the Super Bowl and ultimately fell short to the LA Rams. But this is a Cincinnati team that, you know, you, you look at them, you like them, you think you're, they're going to have a good year, but this is also a team that still as AFC champions have significant holes to fill. Yeah, they do. And I wouldn't be surprised still though, if they trade out of this pick, um, mm. Just because a lot of their offensive line issues, they addressed at least a, a lot of it with um, free agency and whatnot. So, so their offensive line doesn't look as bad as it was. Um, it's definitely improved. And um, but one big uh, need that they have to fill is the loss of their tight end uh, CJ Uzama, who is you know a big part of their offense. He's a, he's a red zone guy. He's a big guy um, who you know Joe Burrow can look to if he if he needs help down down the middle of the field. And so I'm going to go with them picking Trey McBride um, at a Colorado State uh, tight end to replace um, wow. okay. and and fill that need. that they Tight have. end going in the first round. I'm <laughs> 31, with, basically the second. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm – Stuck with the final pick of the first round, which is the Detroit Lions. Um, Feels like we've come full circle from the number two pick down I, to the I, number 32 pick. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of good talent left on the board that's going to slide into the second round. You look at like guys like the Kobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia, Kair Elam, the corner out of Florida, Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan, George Karlofitz, the edge rusher out of Purdue, Surprise, is still, still there. Board. Um. He's another one of those guys. Could be a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. Might not even be picked in the first round. You don't know. Uh, but the Lions have two first rounders, and we all know that Jared Goff is not the answer oh. in Detroit. We all know this. Desmond Ritter. Mm. Desmond okay. Ritter, the quarterback out of – Cincinnati, I like this kid, man. I, I do. I, I, I do like him. Um, he's a project. He's a toolsy, dual-threat quarterback. Start 36 games for Cincinnati. Obviously, we, you and I talked about Cincinnati at length on this show for other yes. reasons. Um, but, you know, this is a – Jared Goff is not what he was expected to be. Um, he has, and you look at a guy like Ritter, who a lot of talk has been that he is skyrocketing up some people's draft boards. I think this is a guy that you need to keep an eye on because when you look at a guy like Desmond Ritter, he has that ability to grow into one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. Um, you, you look at the dual threat, you look at the his track record, he did play at a smaller college, but played in some big games. Um, I just, when you look at what Detroit needs, it's hope for the future, right? <laughs> and if you could sit there and say, all right, we got the hometown hero with Ain Hutchinson, right? Yep. Let's pair it with the quarterback that people can look at the future. Because uh, we all know Jared Goff is abysmal and doesn't give much hope to any sense of the word. Um, I'm going Desmond Ritter to close out the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. It's 
that's it's ballsy. I mean, taking a quarterback in this draft in general is just ballsy, just because you know they, they don't look like you know no one jumps off the page as being that guy. But you know what? I'm all for it. Detroit needs everything, so it really doesn't matter where you go. Uh, they're the, they're going to be picking at the top again, most likely. So, oh yeah. Uh, that'll do it for the NFL draft sports mock draft. We will see if we are right. Come Thursday, we will be on the, on air for picks 12 through 19. Like I said, up at iron's edge, the party gets going around six 30, be there or be square. Um, <laughs> so for our listeners, once again, uh, Godzilla media will be live for the NFL draft at the iron's edge at Boston spot country club. Uh, Join us as well as other Godzilla media live on location starting at 630 and throughout the entire first round. There will be great drink specials, food, football fans, and more this Thursday, April 29th. For more information on the upcoming Draft Night broadcast, continue to watch and listen to Godzilla media shows this month. And I know he has sent out a tweet that we have certainly circulated at this point as well. Uh, it's going to be a fun night, Taylor. I'm uh, looking forward to it, even though I know you're a little upset that the Colts don't have a first-round pick. Never give up. You never know what they could do. You <laughs> yeah, never know what I they mean, could they do. could definitely trade in. That, that's, they that's could trade true. Jonathan Taylor. For- They're not <laughs> trading Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, anyway. Maybe someday. You ran him into the ground, trade him. He's never going to be the same. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's a couple of years down the line. <laughs> like, not already that he's run into the ground. Like, a couple of years down the line, yeah, trade him because he's. You know, I'm right. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. If an NFL team trades a first round pick for a running back, uh, you're, you just dumb. <laughs> you just dumb. Um, before we head on out of here, we're at an hour and a half, but I know we wanted to squeeze this in. Quick NBA playoff thoughts. Uh, you got anything immediate before we head on out of here and into next week? Um, next week we'll have the first rounds uh, decided and solidified. Uh, but quick thoughts uh, as we wrap up this show. Yeah, I think we we're both kind of surprised by how well that the Pelicans are playing against the Suns and the loss oh, of Devin, loss of Devin Booker uh, is really going to be impactful for for Phoenix going forward. Um, so, I mean, on that side, the Warriors, they look absolutely ridiculous. Jordan Poole is doing ungodly things that I didn't think he was capable of. Um, they look like they might be the favorites in the West. Um, you know, Utah, I'm sick of them. I want Dallas to beat them. They always come in, you know, every year. It's like, oh, is this the year that Utah puts it together in the playoffs? It's not. Spoiler alert, it's not. Without Luka, they still couldn't beat Dallas. They had Jalen Brunson looking like he was an MVP candidate out there. It's ridiculous. They're supposed to be a good defensive team. And then on the the east side, um, you know, the Heat doing Heat things. The Sixers, come on, Sixers, close out this series. What are you doing? Yeah, the, look, the, the Sixers, I, I think – they kind of, and we were talking a little off air. I think they kind of fell into this false sense of like we could take a breather, especially with Embiid. You know, the the ligament in the thumb is something that he's going to have to deal with. He really has not played that horribly. Um, yeah. I mean, he's still playing very well with it, but I mean, it's something to keep in mind. I, I think they just kind of thought, you know, okay, we're back at home. We'll close it out um i expect them oh, it's so draft night i'm gonna yeah. be watching the draft and the sixers um 
I, I think I, the Sixers will close it out. I think they're going to be fine. Um, they won the trade. Uh, the 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 Nets got swept, uh, I which I don't think any of us expected. No, but I mean we both picked them. I think to win, which is embarrassing for us. But I, mean, I didn't want to, but we did. When, with yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you think that that's enough talent to get you through, even a talented Boston team. But Boston put their money where their mouth is. They really showed us up uh, with their defense. It was uh, frightening, and I, I don't know if it's happened down the road i would love if the celtics and the heat ended up playing in the conference finals just because the level of defense being played by both teams is incredible mm-hmm. and i think that that would be such a fun matchup to watch i think uh you know i'm not worried about the bulls and and the bucks i mean their loss of chris middleton hurts but the bucks have enough to get through the next round and the next round i'm worried about the bucks i mean if if chris middleton is not going to be playing um, then that series against the Celtics, that's going to be rough, but still ultimately, I don't know if you have anyone who can truly match up with Giannis. So I, I don't, I don't know if uh bucks still win that one. And I'm looking forward to the inevitable uh, heat Sixers. It's going to be war. It yeah. Is that going to be an all out war. Fun. And fun, Jimmy fun, Butler fun. is, I, I know He's people know the result, but Jimmy Butler's out for that game. So who knows what Atlanta, if Atlanta sneaks themselves into, into, yeah, hopefully the Heat can also finish it out tonight. So then we don't have to have the Heat game also on Thursday. Oh my God. Um, We're going to, what are we going to do? Like all the TVs are going to be on the draft. How are we going to watch these games? We have one TV on the draft. Everyone doesn't need to see the draft. It's fine. There's nothing going on in the draft. They're just announcing the picks. Do it on your phone. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to need, we're going to need some Sixers and Heat games. On. Well, hopefully the Heat freaking win tonight and then they don't, they're probably about to be playing or playing right now. So, um, yeah, we'll get yeah. we'll Hopefully get out of here so win. you can watch. Uh, I, I they are actually on right now. They All are right. tied at eighteen, so we will get on out of here. Yeah, we will see everybody on Thursday up at Irons Edge at Balsa Spa Country Club for the NFL draft. Uh, enjoy our stream. mock draft. Uh, yep, on the live stream and uh, enjoy uh, our full thirty-two pick first round mock draft. Hopefully, we gave you some good insight. See <laughs> if uh, we'll. We'll see how many we got right. I, mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be many, but hey, you never know. <laughs> we might get the um, first two right, or at least the second one. I don't actually know because Hayden Hutchinson could go. Hayden Hutchinson could go first. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Uh, but until then, uh, for Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop, Mohawk Honda, and Johnstown Supply in Troy. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will see you Thursday. Trust the process and. Uh, <laughs> I guess go heat, whatever we do want to see. <laughs> we do want to have that next we round. We want to so. have that matchup, yeah. So go heat or heat <laughs> fever or whatever the hell they say. Um, go heat, go heat. Okay, all right. On that note, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Get all right. Go, go watch your heat lose. Here all they right, come. Well, They're not going to lose. They better not. I know they don't they, hear me. Here they come. That, that, that's that's what you the, said? You, yeah, your your Sixers or whatever the fuck. That no one says that. Everyone says trust the process. I mean, oh. that is their hashtag, though. Yeah, trust their the hashtag. Process. See, there you go. Well, trust, trust the, the process. Program. All right, well, half the process is in Brooklyn on the bench. So, isn't it fantastic? <laughs> isn't it fantastic? Coward Bench Simmons. Bench Simmons, the coward lives. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good week. We will see you on Thursday.